Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Hey everyone, this is John Roca from Collider. By now, you've likely heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all of these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus is one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad free. From beloved classics like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame to critically acclaimed documentaries like National Geographic's Free Solo, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. Disney Plus also offers some of the most beloved TV shows of all time, including 30 seasons of the Emmy Award-winning animated series The Simpsons. And if that weren't enough, Disney Plus has also rolled out a host of originals like The Mandalorian, the first-ever Star Wars live-action series, and high school musical The Musical The Series a very meta take on the beloved film franchise. It's no wonder Disney Plus has become one of the most talked about streaming services of 2019. So don't miss out. Sign up for Disney Plus now and start streaming all this great content today. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to The Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. 
Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 from brazil and crisis on how many earths infinite earths more earths than that more more than that you're thinking a lot of earths not enough earths too many earths infinite earths that's how many crises on earths we have crisis crises crises i want to say help us deal with our crisis (laughs) and we've already lost our guest (laughs) welcome back jay washington (laughs) it's collider heroes we're on issue 335 (laughs) Uh, Our show today is brought to you by Heroes and Villains. Thank you so much for partnering up with us and uh, helping us find these amazing, good, good, good shirts. You do wonderful merchandise that is derived from the things we love, made with care. And you can get some with Heroes 10 as your code. Uh, Get your very own sweet, sweet uh, nerd merchandise. And it's real comfy. <laughs> so, welcome back, Jay Washington. Thanks How you for doing? having me back. I'm glad to be back. Glad everything worked out where we could make it where I am here. <laughs> everything fell in place, so I'm glad to be back as always. We were like, we can't do Crisis without Jay Washington. Yeah, because who else watches all six of these shows in the Arrowverse? A Steven lot of Amell. He don't even watch all six of these shows. He probably barely watches his show. <laughs> so we are two parts into that. The third one will air tonight. Yes. Uh, we are all very excited. Then we have to wait 18,000 years for the rest of it. Jeez. And we've all only seen two of the three, and we're going to be light on the spoilers, but some spoilers may happen. We'll get there. But we've all only seen two of three. Anything we theorize is conjecture. But first, speaking of waiting 18,000 years. Yes, Yo, we got a Wonder Woman trailer. 1984 is coming at us. What do we think? I am here for it. I, I, the vibe you got off the way it looked, first and foremost, the theme it went, and then just the CGI-ness has just upped. But more importantly, we get young Diana again, hmm. which I was like, okay, that means Patty Jenkins shot all of this when she shot the original Wonder Woman, and this must have been cut because that little girl be bigger right now. <laughs> Think about it. That's the same. If that's the same little girl from Wonder Woman, because mm-hmm. it looks like it, if I'm not mistaken, then she would be at least two, three years older. She'd be a little bit bigger, so she wouldn't look the same. I don't know. There's not that much time in between the shooting of the movies. Like, I'd be between curious Wonder, to know. Between Wonder Woman 1 and Wonder Woman 2. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 2 took a while to finally go into production. It was setting up and everything until they started filming. So, but, I mean, we never know. Mm-hmm. We never know. But it was glad to, I was glad to see more of the Amazonians train. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a good thing to see more of the mascara. And given the fact what we heard Patty Jenkins say about Wonder Woman 3, um, the lightning boat riding on the lasso is like the only thing we need to discuss right now. <laughs> Like, I'd say that and self-help guru Max Lord. Yes. yes. I love the what Tony Robbins think? take. I love that idea because it endears that weird, like, uncomfortable creepiness of the character, but we don't necessarily know which take of him they're going to use still. Right. I love how 80s that choice is. I love how they made Pedro Pascal look like that. I was like, I, I had to remember that it was Pedro Pascal playing. I was like, who is, I was watching like, who is, oh, that's the Mandalorian. <laughs> when he's actually in a suit twice. Uh, but I was like, I love that. And we finally got to see Kristen Wiig. I was mad we didn't get Cheetah, but I knew we They're weren't. They're holding on. I was like, I knew, I knew we weren't we going to get it. got some months. Yeah, like, you, you got to wait, because you're going to get it right when Birds of Prey come out. Yeah. Right before Birds of Prey, you'll get a Cheetah look. This is a teaser trailer, and it gave us a lot for a teaser trailer. That's it is the, the not, first trailer. But these teaser trailers keep doing it. These teaser trailers are actual trailers now. Yeah. 
you know. I will have to say, I, I think in all the times that we've talked about things like when will we get our first footage from the Disney Plus shows? When are we going to get these trailers? Mm. I had been counting out CCXP, which is huge. Yeah, I, I think did, a lot I, of people have. I think this is the year that we all wake up and go, oh, Brazil. Yeah. That's it's when it happened. An SDCC size event. And what? every year, the last three years, we've just been, all oh, right, that Brazil. Like, well, remember, <laughs> we don't get to go, so it doesn't register. Remember last year, we got the stuff about Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got the before new, was Venom. Yeah, and we got Venom. So it and they is, said next year's going to be the Batman. So, yeah, so they're literally, instead of just having to wait till San Diego mm-hmm. to kick off everything, it's like, you might want to get a ticket to Sao Paulo. It's because they're, you know, like, it's a year-round event now. Like, comic movies aren't just the seasons. summer. It's always con season somewhere. Yeah, it's always it's, con season. So, CCXP, if you're watching the show, we'd uh, like to be there for the Batman. Any uh, of us are available for your <laughs> flying out and reporting on needs at your leisure. And if Thank you need you. somebody to talk about these five-arrow shows that'll still be six because of Superman and Lois that is coming and the other ones that have yet to be announced on HBO Max as well as DC Universe, <laughs> I'm your man. So I think that the most interesting thing about this trailer was it showed us, it reminded us of all the things we love about Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman, right. like her directing style, while giving us only sprinkles of new information and like asking more questions and solving them. Mm. I like that there's more mystery around her and Chris Pine. I like that there's more intrigue around Cheetah and like the, the, a teaser should tease and it really did that for me. We didn't get a plot. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, we didn't get a plot, and I don't want a plot yet. No. Uh, But what we did get, like, honestly, I'm I'm on board with every part of it. I don't, like, I know she's, she gave a lot of interviews this weekend about sort of the thinking behind it, like trying to use practical effects, shoot on location. Mm. I'm sure it'll be a combo, as all modern films are, but, like, there's so much stuff that I love in what she's talking about. I love the way she talks about theme emerging from setting mm-hmm. and her reasons for choosing the 80s uh, and it being associated with Wonder Woman and, and a time of excess. I love this Max Lord because with Max Lord, you should never be quite sure like which Max Lord you're getting. He's your best friend until he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very Max Lord. Uh, and we do know we have our first insights into their version of Cheetah, which is the... Uh, you know, we're not going probably for the straight-up sociopath uh, jewel thief cheetah. We're probably going for one of the great takes where she wants something she can't have, and she's going to make a bad choice, and our hearts are going to break because it's <laughs> Patty Jenkins. Uh, but yeah, the, the other thing that jumped out at me is that just the colors look great, it, the shooting looks mm-hmm. great, and uh, I am only partly kidding when I'm like, this is just footage of actual Wonder Woman, because there's a shot where she's flying through the air that looks dead on, like the way she looks midair in a Nicola Scott Wonder Woman Year mm-hmm. One issue. It's just that. I love, I miss the choreography. Like, it's been four years or so. Like, I don't remember when the last one came out. Three. It's been a long time. 2017? In in comic land, it feels like forever. Uh, And I miss the choreo. Because because how many movies we get so close to each other, it feels like time is so spread so far apart. Yeah. But yeah, we also can't forget, we got the Kingdom Come armor. Mm -hmm. The Golden Eagle (laughs) armor. Which is, if you know about the Kingdom Come run, you're like... Oh, okay, so it's funny that Kingdom the Kingdom Come series is being utilized different places. Two mediums. In two mediums now. Yeah. You know, we get it in the Arrowverse, and now we're getting it in the DC film universe. But that looked beautiful, the way it was done, mm-hmm. the way that it was constructed. It's like, okay, this is where Themyscira plays a part again. Because, mm-hmm. of course, it's not just going to be somewhere in a museum. It's going to be something she has to get. She's earned it now. Yeah. And it's a reason she needs it. So again, that plot, like, I'm cool. Do we think that Max Lord talking about how I can give you anything you want is how we get him back? It's either for Cheetah, for getting Steve, or both. I okay. don't know. Because I feel yeah. like Steve Trevor got brought back through some hijinks that are going to betray Wonder Woman later on in the game. And her her accepting the amount of love they share is part of the trailer. And I feel like that's also, like, 
th- that's his his ploy. I feel like he came back through some means that she's going to lose him again. I don't think Steve Trevor survives this one either. <laughs> every year is just a new. Do, every year is how do we bring Steve Trevor back <laughs> this time? Well, and and she's on very much like I. For me, she is the inheritor of Richard Donner Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, and so now we're in Superman two, and it's heartbreak time. Great again, uh, I mean, but I'm down for it. Morse I am already in line. Kenny's got to die every episode of South Park. I'm sorry, Steve Trevor. <laughs> That's why we got when they finally killed Jesus. You, why did you just make every episode? <laughs> you killed Steve. You nasty. <laughs> Chris Pine's too darling to live. Okay, I want to spend 45 minutes just talking about the Wonder Woman trailer. Uh, are there any final thoughts though? Because it's not the only thing that happened this week. Not at all. Uh, I just think I hate people who compared it to Stranger Things. Don't do that. I didn't see that. Are we talking a- about Ghostbusters? Well, no. The trailer of Wonder Woman because of the 80s. Being the 84 look. That decade. Those people are wrong. Right. People are like, oh, it's got such a Stranger Things that's vibe. Like, let Stranger Things be Stranger Things. Stranger Things leaned into the nostalgia. I thought this beautifully set it in it the 80s. Set it, it yes. didn't feel like an 80s, like, look at the 80s. It was like, well, remember the soundtrack, the 80s? but you know, fun I mean, way. Blue Monday should be in every soundtrack. Yeah, but this is true. It feels like it was just set that way, not like focusing on the setting. Like, mm. it felt like any other time period specificity. Yeah, that's how, that's just my last thought. Okay. Mm. I agree, and I and I missed the beautiful world of Wonder Woman. Like that trailer reminded me all the things I loved about the first one, which it, is a trailer. Should yeah, do. it did exactly what it's supposed to do, which is remind me that I trust this filmmaker mm-hmm. with this property, with the perfect star, and it makes me very happy. Uh, and we're getting more. Yeah, and apparently she told everybody that the movie is done, and she's just fiddling around and tweaking it now. So uh, feel free to give it to us anytime. <laughs> feel free to just send screener links, Patty. You know, you know what? You can go ahead and watermark it everywhere, just consistently. It doesn't even have to have breaks in the watermark. We understand. <laughs> All right, so since we taped this show last week, because we had to tape a little early last week, mm. we got... Another amazing lady-led trailer. Uh, it's a good week to be me, specifically. Uh, we got Black Widow. We got a Black Widow trailer. Yeah. What do you think? We were talking right before air, and I think it's really interesting. I've been excited for a Black Widow movie, but some people haven't been. And, like, a lot of people are like, well, that character, she died and, like, you know, removed from the, from the main mm-hmm. zeitgeist. I think this trailer disproves that it's too late to have a Black Widow movie. Like, for me, this trailer was the most comic-y thing of, like, even if that character's dead, we can still make a great movie. And I think this trailer really proved a lot of people, like, there's an entire story there that's rich, that's full of so much, that, like, I, it's Jason Bourne fighting with Black Widow. Like, I'm going to be there for that. I'm so excited. I, I, I was in that camp of, this is 10 years too late. I was in that camp of that. This is Iron Man 2 was so long ago. Why are we just not getting this? And then I said, okay, well, if we're getting this, we're just getting the story to how to push Yelena Ford as the new Black Widow. That could be it. But then I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, I got all the Winter Soldier vibes, the espionage <laughs> feel. I'm here for all of this. David Harbour as the Red Guardian and yes. the, how do I look? You know, look at the fat. You know, things like that. <laughs> Only thing that made me upset, and I hope to God something gets fixed, and it was just, you don't see the real one till later, is the Taskmaster. Because he looked, what we saw looked terrible. But I'm hoping that's the early version of his armor mm. until we get a finished version later. But again, early trailers, they don't give it to you all the way. Yeah, so. right now it's crossbones level where they're just sort of like, we're gesturing in the yeah. direction of the thing that mm-hmm. you recognize. Uh, I still think it's Yelena. It's Taskmaster. That would be cool. You think it's her the whole time? I, I mean, the way they have them fight as sisters is obviously supposed to, you're supposed to feel they have the same training, but it looks like she's anticipating her moves and prepping. But that's Taskmaster's, Taskmaster's ability, that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think Galena's Taskmaster. That would be a dope theory, because you know what? They haven't said who's playing Taskmaster I'm, for a reason. I'm just saying. I, Florence Pugh is Taskmaster. I'm here for it. Right? <laughs> I, think, I think that's, I, I, that was my but, theory but at Comic-Con. Time, I think it's, but I if she's the Taskmaster, then how do you move her forward as a new Black Widow? I think either yeah, but, she turns or you don't. So you just either, it's one or the other. 
one or the other. Okay, so see, you make her good, or you just say we got to murder. Or you her. want it done? Yeah, <laughs> but it's Florence Pugh. That's the thing. I don't think you want it done. It. You know what I'm saying? It'd be way more interesting of a twist, right? Like, oh yeah, I mean, this is my tinfoil hat thing, which I which I want to do. But she moves like Taskmaster. Okay. I will say, I think it is like I think it would be very difficult to argue that this like this movie should have been made at least five years ago. Yeah. Why did it take this long to make a Black Widow movie starring Scarlett Johansson, world famous movie star? Like it's it's. That's all in the past, though, and I think the trailer looks great, uh, and I am very excited for this movie, and I totally get why people have mixed feelings about her as an actress, but uh, the, uh, my other callback here is that, like, the Marvel Knights run that introduced Yelena is some of the first Black Widow comics I mm. ever read, so, like, Kid Amy is just doing a jig uh, during this whole trailer. And I love that this, like, this was a new cut from D23 and a new cut from Comic-Con, so I've seen three different cuts of this trailer, and they just yeah. tighten things up, and, like, there's a little bit more of the white suit, there's a little bit more of that beautiful snow fall scene there's a little like the superhero landing scene's a little longer and i i like that they're giving people that go to all these events a little bit more every time so it wasn't just the same trailer mm. well yeah because a lot of people from comic-con didn't get to see it but we just had to read what was typed up about it right <laughs> so now those people got to see what everybody was like holy hell you got to see this fight sequence yeah and then like you said seeing everything more david harbour is just you know just dope as red guardian it's yeah just, you know it's just dope because again it's like you needed this, especially after Hellboy. We understand. Like, you needed that rebound, and we like, we're with you, sir. I, and he's going to kill his Red Guardian. Like, every, kill his all Red that Guardian. comedic justice is right there. And oh, I can't man. believe there's a Marvel movie with Rachel Weisz in it. Come on. Yeah. What is, what is our world? Uh, so we got a ton more news out of Brazil. Were there any highlights from the other stuff that came out? We got uh, apparent confirmations on Shazam 2 and Aquaman 2. We got maybe we're getting like Wonder Woman spinoff starring the Amazons. We got some images for the, some Disney Plus and some timelines. The Birds of Prey, they got the like first footage, mm-hmm. like the first opening sequence of Birds of Prey there. And it's pretty good from what they said. It says pretty good. It's like, hey, this sets the tone for it. But now, supposedly, they're talking about Birds of Prey exist in another timeline. That's not overcomplicated. It's just a standalone. I, I don't know why everybody's freaking out about this. I think I think standalones are fine. <laughs> like, I don't have a problem. No, no, I don't have a problem. And I know we got to move. I don't have a problem with it. It's just the fact that you've established this movie, this Harley Quinn, in this type of realm, and now we go. I bet Let Harley Quinn. Its own thing. I bet Harley Quinn's going to be different in Suicide Squad, in Birds of Prey, and in the movie she's already been in. I, I like. I think each director is going to want a different type of tone in Harley, and I think that like they just need to let the movies breathe. Like connectivity is great when it works, but when it doesn't, what would you do <laughs> if you were making this movie? I get it. I I get it. And yes, because of now having the standalones, it, they can work, and I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with it being a standalone. It was just it's been established. <laughs> This is what it is. That's the only issue. If it had not been established as being a part of this already, because this is and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. I broke up with the Joker. You know what I'm saying? We just had that from Suicide Squad. We get this. And now it's like, oh, no, this is a whole nother thing. Okay, my edible kicked in. Because that's how I feel. Like, you're not going to feel confused. You know the deal with Harley and Joker. And if you don't, they're going to tell you in the opening of this movie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just like they did in the Harley Quinn cartoon, which you need to be watching. Will there be pearls? Uh, My favorite bit of the con news was the Eternals footage. Uh, Mm. That's the thing I'm most jealous of people seeing. The Eternals footage sounds amazing. It sounds like it's a lot of in-camera footage. Like, I I would like to see more practical uh, using the the, the power of cinema to build the the frame. Like, I want to know what those suits look like. I want to know what that world looks like. I'm really excited to hear that it feels like this tangible, like, unique thing. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, I believe our own Frosty said that folks who love King Kirby weirdness will be happy, and that's me. So I guess I will be happy. Also, uh, I'm proud of Frosty for knowing 
King Kirby. That makes me very happy. That's, <laughs> that's just great that he's got a little com- comics, no, no, but like the comic lingo weaving into his yeah. coverage. That makes me happy. <laughs> Uh, so we will get into all of that on Giant Size, but we cannot run out of time because a frigging crisis on Infinite Earths is happening, and we've got to talk about it. So a quick thank you again to Heroes and Villains, who are our sponsors today, for this amazing gear. It looks great. It feels great. I actually really love everything they've sent us. Uh, and you can get some of your own at heroesvillains.com. You, they have a big sale going on right now, a $10 sale, and you can save an extra 10% with code HEROES10. Go to heroesvillains.com. Big thanks to those folks. That means uh, it's nine dollars because ten percent off ten dollars is a dollar. That's nine dollars. Nine bucks, guys. Coy with the math. It's the holidays. Get your nine dollars. It's and fantastic. They're making it possible for us to shout at you about comics like the ones on our pull list this week. It is a wild, wild week in both comic book media and comics themselves because Superman eighteen is here. And you and your grandmother and everyone you know are going to be talking about this because they are, they're making a big choice. Big choice. Big choice, courtesy of Bendis this week in Superman. Uh, of, of all of the titles out of this X-Men house and pox, I think X-Force might be my favorite, and that is a tall, tall order. So check out X-Force number three this week. Uh, brand new, out of left field, Far Sector number two, killing it, and out of this world, a sci-fi new Green Lantern tale. Then we've got Tom Taylor, that's right, Tom <laughs> Taylor doing a one-off, Detective Comics 1017, you can just pick up this one issue, it's from the brilliant Tom Taylor. And we have not been shouting this out a lot, but there is a modern IDW Ninja Turtles run going on right now, and this week it hits issue 100. Issue 100 of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kevin Eastman, congratulations. That's incredible. Indie Comics Titans. 100 issues. No discussion of Indie Comics uh, can be complete without... The original black and white champions of the 80s. uh, Rolling on in to to Turtles 100. Uh, Any of these that call out to you, good sir? Superman is revealing his identity to the world. He's just like, look, I'm out here in these streets. (laughs) Y'all didn't realize it was just me with a bang? Like, like, you just gonna tell, but like, cool. So now how do we go about this? Because now everyone knows who you are. You can't, you're Superman. Everybody's just gonna keep coming up to you like, can you get my cat out this street? (laughs) Things like that. So I want to see how that plays out. Because this is interesting. And it's Brian Michael Bendis. Let's go. This was one of those weeks where we had like 30 books. Mm -hmm. So on Giant Size, we'll talk about all of them. This is a (laughs) bat-heavy week. There's a lot of great bat books. The second week of the month always is my most expensive. But uh, this this week, I I just can't wait. Uh, Now, also, randomly last week, I was in the office and ran into the Amels, uh, Robbie and Stephen Amel. uh, Delightful human beings. I've known Robbie a while, and he was here with Stephen. So I was like, hey, we should talk about that movie you guys are doing. I did not, I repeat, did not get to talk to them about Crisis because it had not aired yet, and that would make me a bad, like, I wanted to watch it and want them to have to feel weird spoiling. So there are no Infinite Crisis questions in this interview, but Code 8 is awesome. I'm really excited to share with you guys. Check out this interview. We're going to do a very special, very speedy interview with the Amels to talk about their new movie. I am so excited. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Now, you work together often, which I love. Was this something growing up as cousins that you were like, let's make movies and TV and stuff together? <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we fell into acting separately without knowing the other person was doing it. Yeah. And then we were at like a family dinner, and I was like, yeah, I did this movie. And he's like, I just did this TV show. And we're like, oh, cool. And then um, we were just kind of you know, seven years apart. We were living two very different lives in the same industry. And uh, Steve Fomey's like, I'm going to come down to L.A. for a minute. I was in Vancouver. He stayed at my place. I got mm-hmm. back to town. There was a week of overlap, and we realized that we were 
really good friends again. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So this is in the world of sci-fi and superhero and the high fantasy, which I love that it's like a Trojan horse for getting important messages across because mm-hmm. it kind of like sneaks under the radar. Mm-hmm. What influences in the, in the comic book and sci-fi realm made this the project it is? Talked a lot about Chronicle, mm-hmm. uh, District 9. Um, then we looked at movies like Heat and you know some crime dramas. We wanted to really ground this and we wanted the sci-fi to just kind of blend into the background. Yeah. And um, Love Actually. Yes. <laughs> the Christmas movie, Tis the Season, y'all. Love Actually. There's something for everyone. <laughs> now, you guys have had one of the most successful Indiegogos I've ever seen. There's a giant uh, rallying of fan support for this. Mm-hmm. What was it like to like watch that from the receiving side? Well, watching it from the receiving side was, was great, but the, the best part about it was um, the people who, as part of the, the perk that they got, were extras. Mm-hmm. In the movie. We had 300 people fly. Well, some were from Toronto, but most flew most into flew town, in. put themselves yeah. up. We had 300 people pay to be background in the movie. And our- It wasn't a special day on set. It was no. a regular 12-hour day on wow. set. And they had to work their asses off. And Our first AD was like, I have never had such incredible extras in my life. He's like, they're, they, they really care. They're listening intently. They're doing what I say. Wow. It was awesome. So we, we went out to a bar after and, and like just yeah. did a little celebratory thank you Um it was really it, it, weird stuff like that really made this such an incredible couple of years. Yep. Now, we're, you were talking to Vinny about the gray area of these characters, which I think is so important, especially with larger than life characters, because if you get too polarizing, you kind of lose the luster of what you're trying to mm-hmm. build. Uh, with characters like the Punisher and Batman and Green Arrow being on that, that muddled line, what do you think that says about like the world, not the world we're living in, but what, what do you think that says about the, the comic book culture as we're evolving, that we like the gray area characters? Well, I mean, I, coming from, as a, look, as a, as a big wrestling fan, if you took the bad guy, if the bad guy is good enough and he's good enough at being bad, what do the fans do? They, they, they're supposed to boo, and they start to cheer. They love him. Right, they love him, right? That's how Stone Cold Steve Austin became Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he didn't change when he became a good guy, did the exact, did the exact same thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, personally for me, I don't care if people love my character or hate my character. I just care if they're indifferent. That's all I care about. <laughs> I love that. I just think it, I think it's real. I think people in life, uh, good people make bad decisions sometimes. Uh, I think, you know, good people can be selfish. I just think sometimes you're playing the hand that you're dealt. And our movie, people are in a tough spot. And, you know, people are willing to, to do bad things uh, to help people they love. Love that. Uh, now, this comes out December 13th, which is this Friday, yep. but I have asked every Batman writer and every Green Arrow writer I could get my hands on, and you're a diehard Batman fan, and I you am. are literally Green Arrow at times. What do you guys individually see as the difference between Arrow and Batman? I'm not the Green Arrow. <laughs> not anymore. a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> at times, caveats aside, Just but like a, a loving from the character from an outside standpoint. They're very similar. I mean, you know, minus the bow and arrow, they're, you know, rich Vigilantes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hung up on my parents, but that's, that's fine. That's, that's, the thing. that's the deciding factor. Kevin Smith and I had a whole, like, 20-minute breakdown of these two versions because he loves both characters, and it always fascinates me. Oh, well, but, I mean, from the comic standpoint, my character was very much the, um, the he was sort of defined as the liberal superhero, 
very much, a, you know, anti-establishment. And that wasn't, that's Oliver Queen. That's not necessarily Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Bruce, the persona of Bruce Wayne is, is the persona of being a billionaire. Yeah. Playboy. Um, Playboy. Um, less so for, less so for Green Arrow and, and less so for Oliver Queen in the comics. That's totally fair. Yeah. And, he's, and he cracks jokes in the comics. I cracked a joke this season. I don't know if anyone caught it. But... <laughs> the fine line of humor in both of those characters, a beautiful thing. The firm grimace line is always there and important. Uh, so it is available this Friday. How can people find it and watch it? Uh, theatrically, it's in uh, 10 major markets. We'll be um, releasing uh, those markets right around the time that, that people yeah. are seeing this. You can find them on our, our Twitter and Instagram probably. Yep. Um, and um, video, video on a man iTunes and everywhere else. Perfect. Anywhere you can get video on demand, it'll be available. Well, a huge congratulations. I'm so excited this became what it has. I can't wait to see it. So I, those I guys are great. December 13th, this Friday, you can go check out Code 8. And, you know, they've been in the studio once, so maybe we'll uh, try to do something for Crisis again when I've seen it all, because that was a real hard time not talking about Arrow and Batman way more. And we have seen two episodes so far for Crisis on Infinite Earths. We, I mean, I think I can safely say we all literally thought we would never see an actual huge, messy, gorgeous crossover between a bunch of currently running DC live action television shows that is using faithful callbacks and moments from the 80s Crisis on Infinite Earths. It shouldn't exist, and yet it does. Well, that's what Crisis on Earth X was for, to try to tease it and see how can we do this? (laughs) How can we slowly but surely pull this off? And though it gets rushed, because we were talking about this before, Crisis in the comic books, you read it at your own pace. (laughs) This one is just an hour. It's 42 minutes. It's like, yo, we got to get through this. So we got to go, got to go, got to go. George put 25 panels on every page (laughs) to get through this much story. And we have to find some version of that. Got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go, go. And that's what you're getting. But it's a lot. You know, there's certain things I like. I like for the fact some of the cameos that they said were happening played out already. Because this way, I kept telling people, you're not getting all these, they got full screen time cameos. They're not happening. Well, it's not what a cameo is. You know, but some people think like, (laughs) oh, they're going to be in this gigantic shot. But you did get your Titans cameo. In the beginning, because you got Hawk and okay, then you so got there Jason. There goes the spoiler policy. Well, no, it's in the very five. It's in, no, it's in, it's in for the first five minutes of the first episode. It's true. It's in true. the very true. first five minutes of the first episode. You got the uh, the, the reporter from the Batman '89 movie. Knox, in it. yeah. You got Knox. You got your Burt Ward. All in the first yeah. five minutes, you got you knocked them out. So that's how the spoilers are coming. You know, like spoilers, yeah. excuse me, cameos are coming. So it wasn't like, oh man, it's a spoiler. It's in the first five minutes of the first episode. Honestly, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's totally fair. And it was so smart to do that to just lead off with a bunch of your big stuff. We were talking a lot about the original comics and the way that the the original comics, spoilers for the original comics, they start with the destruction of one of the most famous alternate Earths. They already pulled the trigger on that by doing the beginning of this season of Arrow, mm-hmm. but they found an equivalent trick in a non-spoiler way to say, you're not expecting the first chapter to go very hard, and then the first chapter is going to go very hard. Yeah. And that is living up to the crisis tradition for me, which I thought was a great move. This is so hard to do without spoiling. I just want y'all to know this is so difficult to do right now. I was impressed that they uh, pushed the first storyline so heavy, like you're saying. Like you open up with a bang, you open up with a lot going on, and the stakes are now extremely high for episodes two or three, four, and five with one and two because of the way they set up one. Man, you're right. This is hard to even vague book. Uh, but I think that they're doing a great job giving everyone enough time. Like each of the characters feel like they're getting some time to shine in each episode so far. I just I'm gonna say this and people ain't gonna like it. I'm starting to dislike Tyler Hecklin's Superman more and more. Really? Yes. I just, 
I, I get the direction you're going. We saw last episode with him and Lois go off to Argo because she's about to have the baby. But it's like, it's something about him. I understand it's his own take on it, and it's the CW's take on it, so I guess that's what I have to grow into. The so, C- question. Answer. Uh, who's your favorite Superman we saw last night? <laughs> that is easy. It is Brandon Ralph. <laughs> Brandon Ralph. And again, having interviewed him at uh, FanX Comic Con, him talking about how when he played the role, he thought it was going to mean more. And now to know that he got back in the role before he's done with Legends, it just looked it looked so fitting on him. Yeah. It just looked right. To me, Brandon Ralph is Superman, like even like just at cons. Like he's just walking around like, there goes Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter. Like when you see Brandon, <laughs> yeah. that's and just him. essentially mashed up two or three different versions of Superman. Like the the... The moment by moment, oh, we're doing that, oh, we're doing that, oh, we're doing that and that, but Uh mixed with this, it was a lot. There's something about Brandon where his earnest warmth is translatable on screen, and I think that's such a key part of Superman. Like, Mm. Superman is so warm and welcoming, and, like, it's not a Boy Scout thing, it's a belief in humanity thing, which sometimes those are different, sometimes they're the same thing. And I feel like with Stephen Amell, his arrow is so a part of him, and Grant Gustin is the most optimistic, like, yeah, guy I know. Like, there's there's something about the right casting, Mm. and Brandon Routh is Superman. So seeing him back in that costume, it was like, well... And before we run out of time, we have to talk about the most iconic thing that I think happens throughout all this, and it's hearing that legendary voice of Kevin Conroy. Yes! Because you hear it, they did it beautifully, where you hear him before you see him. Yes. And when you hear him, you're like, I'm here. You're like, oh, Kate. You're like, it's happening. I'm not over it. I will never be over (laughs) it. I'm stealing this from my friend Rick, but who's, I was just like, they should just make him the canon Bruce of like, figure it out. Make him the canon (laughs) Bruce. Bring him in twice a season. Uh, I will watch every second of it. They can. It's right there. It's available. Please and thank you. I mean, please go ahead and bring him. He's like, the Kate, you're Kate from another world. Just things like that. Just hearing him talking, you're like, okay, please just say, I'm Batman. I just want to hear oh, him say Oh, he has to by the end. I mean, <laughs> it comes back, makes it happen. I, what I love is seeing voice actors do their work that you don't usually see, and you usually don't get that on a big budget. You see it at a con, or like they'll do it in a Q&A. So to see a full-fledged CW show have Kevin Conroy have any Batman is just such a treat. It's and so they, unique. And they pulled off, for me, some major surprises with the approach they took there, but I yeah. was very happy. I was very yeah. content with it. Yeah. I, was, I was happy with it, and it's going to make some people... I was happy with it, but I know it's going to make some people on the internet mad. <laughs> And we will have to see. We Part three is tonight on The Flash. You know we are going to be glued to it. We are going to make some more time on Giant Size. We're hoping you'll come join us a little bit later on when we have some more crisis to talk about. Absolutely, guys. Just let me know. Where well, can people find you then. on the internet? We can spoil it then. Thank God. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J Washington. Make sure you uh checking out the Mad Titan podcast everywhere you get podcasts from. Thank you to Heroes and Villains, our sponsors for today. Please use that code HEROES10 to save some money on their amazing gear. And check out next week in the morning. My next episode of Comic Book Shopping is with Yaya Abdul Mateen II. That's right. Freaking Black Manta and someone from Watchmen. Check it out. And until next week, stay, stay sweaty. sweaty. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. 
Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 